Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm leading off today. I'm Jeff Linder, Jeff Johnson with the hat, Nathan Ford with the headphones. Uh, we're here to talk. Uh, we're here to call both ways. We're going to start football. And Where we continue to call it neither way. I'm leading off. I'm leading <laughs> off. Just settle down. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, what he said. We don't have any news. Um, we were told by the association, I think it was two weeks ago, that they would have a decision today. And the association today is saying that they'll have a decision tomorrow. So you know more than I do. You've been following this a little bit more. You don't know about the same as much as me. You know a little no. bit. But what have you heard? What do you think is going to happen? What do you expect? What, 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 what are, are, do you think we'll have news tomorrow? <laughs> I, I hope and so. <laughs> will we have football playoff news first, or will we have final caucus results first? That's a great question, and you brought that up a little earlier, and that's hilarious. And I think you just put a Twitter poll out there, right? Yeah, I did. Which is coming down first, playoff announcement, or, or a final 100% caucus yeah, results. So, I think it's a pick em. It is. It, that's, that's good. That's good. Sponsored by Elite Sportsbook, right? There you so, go. Who knows at this point, right? Yeah. So what what do you expect tomorrow? <laughs> what uh, if, I, if, if you had to write an advanced story and have it just sit there and just be able to top it tomorrow? What what do you think the meat of the what's the meat on the bone going to be? All right. This this is what I think, and it's always dangerous when we when we start when we thinking, think. Jeff. Yeah. You, um, I think thirty two teams in each class will make the playoffs. Thirty two qualifiers. And I'm not sure about how that's going to work in 4A, quite honestly. 32 uh, out of 40, 30, 42 If 32 is actually going to be the number. Uh, but I think they are deciding in 4A whether there will be 40 or 42 t schools. Okay. And I think uh, if they go 40, that would mean whoever are on the bottom of the f of the 4A enrollment beds and documents yeah. uh, will just get kicked down. The, the bottom two. Yep, yep, the bottom two, and everything will, it'll be like a ladder effect. So, But who the hell knows at this point, right? Right. So, uh, I, I, to be honest, I've kind of lost interest. I figured, <laughs> I figured we'll, know, we'll know, and uh, I hope we know by week one. Let's, uh, let's just cancel the damn thing for two years, right? <laughs> no football. Make oh, it a club deal. Don't say, oh, don't say that. No, no club? I don't know. I'm not I going just, there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this seemingly on every podcast for about the last yeah, however long. Um, so what? Are we, let's see. Football ended. The playoffs ended about ten weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we've basically gone through another season. You know, another ten weeks, and we're nowhere. Because nobody knows what class they're in. They don't know how many qualifiers. They don't know. No, but nobody's got a, even close to a schedule. They, no, nobody knows who they want to schedule. So maybe tomorrow, um, districts, that stuff might come out too with right. it. And I'll say this, and, and I, I've, I said this before, beforehand. I don't mind them waiting as long as they do it right. As long as they're yeah, they know what the they're doing. We talked about and it, it, you know, come up with a plan, a good plan. And if it's another three or four weeks, so be it. 
Um, you know, nobody's gonna, not everybody's gonna be happy, no matter what they do, and uh, just come up with a plan and stick with it. One other thing that I uh, just, you know, kind of snooping around a little bit. Um, one of the possibilities was uh, if it's forty teams in four A, there could be uh, ten districts of four teams. And so it you would kind of have... be tiered, and I'm not sure how the tiered thing would work out, but. I guess the thought would be to try and get some schools in in the playoffs that ordinarily might not ever have that opportunity. Well, they're doing that because they're going to have thirty two teams. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's that's true or not. Yeah. Maybe they'll only have sixteen. Well, I don't that know. could be. And are well, you that, get, are, then you can't do that because then you got two two district champs that are going to be hitting the road in the first round, which yeah. I don't like. Just have eight districts of five. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's just one thing that I've heard is being thrown out there and. Uh, yeah, so there you go. We got nothing. We got nothing, folks. Thanks for watching. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Um, <sighs> should we switch to basketball? Something sure. we that actually we know a little bit about what's going on here. Yeah, we got uh, yeah. girls regional pairings, 1A, 2A, 3A. Hit it. Uh, 4A and 5A will come out in a week. And they did a really nice job of splitting the 2A teams up that are good around here. Uh, let's start 3A first. Um, going through my brackets here. Uh, we don't have any area 3A teams that are ranked in the top eight. Uh, just uh, kind of looking. Uh, West Liberty's had a really nice season. Uh, they'll, they're on track to host two games. Um, they're, they open with, um, with Mid Prairie in the first round. Uh, Williamsburg will host Benton in, in the first round game. Uh, Monticello, which I believe only has four losses and has had a really nice season. They open with Mount Vernon. Uh, Solon plays Vinton Shellsburg. Those are kind of the headliners around here. Uh, Wakan opens at home against New Hampton. Uh, 2A. Uh, top ranked Cascade will be the top seed in its, its district. And I know they would play Regina if they both advance that far in a regional final. They're together with Regina. Uh, Cascade would open with either Postville or Clayton Ridge in the first round. Uh, North Lynn's ranked third. They've, uh, they're kind of the protected team in that region. And, um, uh, they go west. Uh, they would play East Marshall at home. And then everybody, they, and East Marshall's probably the closest team to them geographically. So uh, then they would play like a Pleasantville or a Pella Christian, and then the regional final might be against a Van Meter or a uh, Woodward Granger or somebody like that. Uh, West Branch and Mediapolis and Van Buren are all in a region together. Um, three teams that are ranked, I believe, in the top ten. And uh, MFL, Marmac, and uh, Maquoketa Valley are kind of the headliners in another region. Uh, 1A, uh, Montezuma's the, the top team in the area. They're ranked number five. Uh, let me find them. Uh, they're in a district with a uh, regional. Uh, they kind of stay out west in the South Iowa Cedar League and uh, Iowa, Iowa Star Conference teams uh, through the regional final. And then... Uh, possibly would play a Springville or a, a Sigourney in a regional final, which would be either at Williamsburg or Iowa City West. Um, and I would say that's probably the big news 
Real bracket wise. I just got to know. Um, I'm all about the really, really, really small schools. Is there a uh-huh. legit chance that we could have a really, really small school like a Sydney or a... Sydney's not a really, really, really small school. They're kind, of, they're kind of a 1A, 2A okay. borderline uh, for girls. They, they had been 2A in volleyball for quite a few years. Diagonal. No, they're not. Uh, I don't think so. That's um, really, really small. Seymour was ranked. Seymour, there we go. Seymour was ranked in the top five last year and lost a regional final by one point to North Mahaska. Uh-huh. So they they would have been really, really small. I'm just looking at the uh, the top seeds. Uh, Bellevue Marquette is a, a private school, but they're really, really small. They're ranked number two. Uh, Montezuma is not that small. North Mahaska, no. Xyre HK, not real small. Noel Fonda, not really small. But boy, they're they're really good. They're ranked number one and uh, considered you know one of the better teams in the state in any class. So nothing really surprised you. No, I think they uh, did what the girls' union always does and did a nice job of uh, carving everything up pretty well. Um, some teams are going to have to make some really long trips, but uh, but that's okay. You know what I love here, folks? Uh, I don't know if you can see it. I'll, show, I'll try to go down to close. They got the logos of the schools in the brackets. That's varsity bound. Each one. Yeah. Varsity bound. There you go. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I don't have colored sheets, but if I did, they'd yeah, they'd be they'd, they'd, they'd sure they'd sure be pretty. Absolutely. So yeah. So, um, so you, uh, the tournament starts for the girls the fifteenth of uh, February. Uh, okay, that's a Saturday. One new twist that the girls union is doing: Saturday, the first round games are in three uh, A and two A. Those are first round games. They're on a Saturday. They're moving all those games to five p.m. And they're doing the same thing on uh, February 22nd for the uh, 3A regional finals. And I think that's also uh, 5A first round day. That's nice that they look out for us, us uh, you know, media folks yeah. like that, right? Yeah. No deadline pressure. It's all about like us. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's also now throw it back to Saturday. Super Saturday. Yeah. Let's call it Super Saturday. And, and you've we'll had, talk a couple you've of had super a, games. You've had a shift in your life. I have. I've come to an epiphany, and I'm not really quite sure how I feel about it, to be honest. It's all right, folks. I'm I'm a, I'm a little ashamed to say this, so I might I might put my hat down over my my head like this, but I think I've become pro shot clock. It's true. It's true. It's true. Jeff and I have always, I think, kind of shared very similar thoughts on on that. Um, not really all about it. Yeah, let's put it that way. I, I'm warm. I'm I'm seventy two two degrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, the the more when I saw it at Rivalry Saturday, I liked it. Uh, I like that uh, there aren't a lot of fouls at the end of games. Teams have to play a little bit of defense and can get back into a game. You, yep. I think you had a Don Bosco Albernet game that uh, that that kind of happened with that uh, you can't milk clock and. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm not. It's not my life's passion to implement it. Correct. But if they I do, would agree with that. if they do, I'm fine with it. And if they don't, I'm fine with that too. Uh, we had the Wells Fargo Advisor Shootout Saturday at, at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Eight fun-filled games uh, started at nine thirty, and pretty much right on time, I got out of that gym about. 
I don't know what time, 9, it was 9.15? Did that help you get out on time? Did the shot clock help? I think so. I think so. Um, to be quite honest, uh, it was a 35-second shot clock. That's mm-hmm. what it was for the in, yeah. in the rivalry mm-hmm. Saturday, yeah. right? Um, which I think is I think an that's appropriate better, time. I think that's better than 30. Absolutely, 100%. I would not like 30 yeah. what, at all. Um, it really didn't make – it didn't really come into effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the games were, quite honestly uh, – you know, rather one-sided, um, but it did. Kennedy played uh, a school from Kansas um, in the second game of the shootout, uh, and that went to overtime, so obviously that mm-hmm. played into it. Uh, and then the first game uh, was a perfect example of what the mm-hmm. shot clock can do, as you mentioned, with Albernet and Don Bosco. Albernet's up 15 with five minutes left. You know, can't take the air out of the ball at the first hint of a comeback. Mm-hmm. And next thing he knew, Don Bosco was within one possession, and Albernet Burnett was able to, to hang on and, and get the two-point win. And Albernet coach Jeff Christofferson, even though his team was adversely affected, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, by the, by the different rule, uh, said he liked it. And I think the one thing, Jeff, that I, that I took out of that is that um, nobody really had any gripes about it, but, you know, I guess you wouldn't really expect that and mm-hmm. uh i think the feeling is of inevitability yeah this. i think so i i've i've kind of felt that way for the last year or two that it's, it, it, it's coming matter of when mm-hmm. um, did uh did were there any malfunctions or anything or <laughs> there was one late in the very last game mm-hmm. uh, a young man from charles city went up uh had had a dunk three mm-hmm. dunks in the game by the way from Sweet. this kid uh the last one Knocked the shot clock out, <laughs> which was on top of the hoop. Um, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So the referees brought the coaches together, and I could overhear this whole thing. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Well, it was, de- it was decided that they would keep the one working shot clock mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm. and that was how the rest of the game continued. And then eventually the, um, the shot clock that was temporarily out uh, came back on, so oh. there's really no. And I mean, you you know, you had uh, here and there, you had a little bit of okay, did the ball hit the rim? Should it be mm-hmm. a shot clock violation? Yeah. That that little that little tiny stuff like mm-hmm. that, but that stuff that'll uh, if and when the shot clock comes into fruition, that'll get the bugs will get worked mm-hmm. out on that for everybody. So and just to keep it simple, I think I would it would always be thirty five. You know, they've got the deal now in college where after a rebound, it only resets to 20. and Or I don't know if it's that way after a foul, too. But after a rebound, it resets to 20 instead of 30. I think I'd just make it 35 yeah. regardless. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and uh, – one thing that we had really good officials for this mm-hmm. for this thing, and that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to bag on anybody officiating-wise or things like that, but – and we had people, good people that were capable of, of running the shot clock, paying attention and and making sure that it reset when it reset and, and all that kind of stuff. So but yeah, I think I'm I'm pro shot clock and Yeah. I'm know, fine with it. Thirty five, yeah. Whatever whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It like like you said, if it happens, yeah. Okay. If not that's great too. Yeah, it's the one thing okay for the last hundred years. One thing I was thinking to myself that uh, I don't know how uh, what you think, but uh, I think that with a shot clock, uh, 
it gives the big underdog less of a chance to win to beat somebody. Yeah. Because you can't milk possessions, mm-hmm. you know, take a minute off the right. clock here and there. You always got to gotta shoot within 35 seconds. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I, or I, I is think that so. I, I, think, I think it, uh, you know, the more possessions there are, the the more opportunity there is for the cream to rise to the top. And, uh, yeah, I think so. And I, But I don't know. I mean, underdogs can come up with some other kind of gimmick. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, now you're Super Saturday. Last Saturday, two great, yes. big-time matchups. Um, Marion and center pointer band of West Des Moines Dowling and Iowa City High. Terrific and, games. I was yeah. at uh, I was at Marion. Uh, teams didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but uh, it was a very good game. Uh, both teams played well, and turnover number was low, and uh, uh, Marion won the game 45-43. to 43 and, and what's really become one of the best area rivalries, um, Marion and... Uh, and uh, center pointer banner, just a, a great game, and uh, two teams that um, ought to make some noise in Class Four A. And that's the last time they play each other. They don't play again. Right? No, they just play once because okay. they're in opposite divisions. I actually uh, saw Marion last night mm-hmm. against Darysville Beckman, uh, girl boy doubleheader, which was nice to see yeah. uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, I was impressed by the way that they are. Aggressive defensively, mm-hmm. always seem to have the hands yep. going, trying to swipe balls and and things like that. And yep. do, do I have that? Yeah, they they, they play a very aggressive uh, kind of game, and and a lot of our good teams in the area do. Uh, center pointer band is among them. They've got a really nice press that they throw at you. Um, City high, uh, they get after you, and uh, I think uh, when you've got the when you got the horses, you you let them run and. Uh, yeah, Marion Marion uh, does play very uh, very enjoyable brand of basketball. Uh, what else has gone on on the girls' side? Well, here in the yeah, last, we, we talked about the other game. Uh, City High beat yep. West Des Moines Dowling uh, 75-73 to hang on to their number one ranking. And uh, you know, Caitlin Clark was as good as advertised. I think she had twenty four at halftime, finished with thirty one, but. Uh, City High just had uh, a little bit more at the end. I don't know if it was home floor or, or what, but uh, you know they they were able to pull it out and, and good for them. Are those the top two teams? Uh, they're two of concerned? the top teams. <laughs> I think they're probably, you know, maybe five or six teams in five A that that have a chance to win it, and uh, those are absolutely two of them. It was cool. I went, uh, as I just mentioned, went to Marion last night on the, on the sign at right as you walk or you drive mm-hmm. into the, to the school there. You know, Marion High School. Mm-hmm. And the electronic sign had flashing, home of the number two ranked and number one ranked basketball teams in the state. Uh-huh. So, the boys for the first time um, in school history. We're ranked number one this week, and of course they lost last night, so that's going to be a very short-lived type of deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're very proud of, of yeah. their basketball, and they teams. should be. And, yeah, uh, they the girls have had it going for about five years now, and uh, I it's not going to end after this year. They lose Cable Lobby, but they've got two D one kids coming back, and and uh, Sadie Struken is really. 
blossomed into a nice player, and uh, they've got some good young kids. I think their their JV team has lost once this year, so it's it's not ending after this year either. Conference champions. There's actually three on the boys' side already that have been clinched. Um, I'm going to put you to the test here. Easton Valley and the Tri-Rivers East. East. Right. I get them in the north, south, east, west. Um, Montezuma in the Sickle, Sickle West. West. And Meskwaki Settlement School has clinched the north. Let's see. No, the Iowa south, Star. Iowa Star Iowa South. Iowa Star South. I think, right? <laughs> So can three. You, how, how many Iowa Star teams can you name? Could you name all four teams? We won't do that now. Collins Maxwell, how's that? That's one. Baxter, two. Uh, Cedar Val, Cedar Falls Valley Lutheran, Musquaki. There's four. Yeah. Uh, is Colon Esco in there? Yeah. I'm rattling these off like a, like a mofo, right? So. <laughs> uh, Did you say GMG? OMG, yeah, GMG. Yeah. That's all in one division, right? I think, so that, I, I think so. I think you got six, or I think you got about south, about round. Where do we go? North Tama? North Tama. I think, the I think that's your south. And then north is Janesville, Riceville, Clarksville, okay. Dunkerton, Don Bosco, uh, Waterloo Christian, and one more. Who are we missing? Tripola. I think we got them. That's good. That's good, Lindy. We, we know the I'm Iowa impressed. Star Conference. Um, so, yeah, so three teams on the boys' side. Uh, Northland can join them. Uh, Friday night, a big game against Springville um, that actually I'm going to be at. Uh, Northland could see the Tri or will, would win the Tri Rivers West. And if, they've got a big long Tri Rivers win streak going. Yeah, I think they? it's like 336 games or something like that. <laughs> something I'll like have that. to effort that. <laughs> I know. I How about the there. girls? We have conference champs already. Uh, we've got a few. Um, uh, Cascade has clinched a tie in the River Valley North. Uh, Bellevue Marquette has wrapped up the a tie in the Tri Rivers East. Northland has won the Tri Rivers West. Uh, MFL Marmac has won the Upper Iowa, and they they don't have divisions anymore in the Upper Iowa, and good for them. There you go. Um, so yeah, we are getting right down to the nitty gritty here. Um, so. Let's see. What do you have the rest of the week? I, I guess. have uh, Iowa women Thursday. All uh, right. Trying to bounce back after that loss at Michigan, and then Friday I'm going to go see City High and Prairie, uh, one versus six now. I guess Hawks were kind of due, weren't they? They were due. For and, a you know they they've lived they've lived kind of a charm life lately. I mean they were able to pull out a lot of games late with these fourth miraculous fourth quarter comebacks and. There was no comeback at, at Ann Arbor <laughs> on Sunday, so you know maybe they're uh, maybe that they'll kind of be able to reset and get back at it. They won 32 in a row at home, and uh, we'll try to extend that tomorrow against Nebraska. And as I mentioned, I've got Springville at Northland. Uh, I'll get there nice and early. Get there for the girls. Game. Suburban Troy Mills to to Is catch that, the girls that, and the boys. That's at North. Yep. Okay. Stay at the uh, Troy Mills Hilton. I see the damn bar is back open. That's good, but I'm. That's a restaurant and lounge, yeah, type of situation. So, I've always kind of wondered how good the food is. The Troy store, that's the other place that has like roasted chicken and stuff okay. like that too. That's so. uh, just to the north yes. of the turnoff yes. to go to, to the high school. Yes, exactly. So that's what I have. It's always fun to go to Northland. It is good people up there. Yes, good, good. people. 
Um, and then there's a big game Saturday. I'm not sure if I'll be there or not. Iowa City West and um, Cedar Falls, a couple of uh, top ten ranked teams in, in 4A. Um, West is number one in 4A um, this week. So uh, just good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else you want to hit on here? <sighs> what do you think of the big Mookie Betts trade? Uh, he's going to the Dodgers, right? He's going to the Dodgers. What did Boston get back with for? David Price? Oh, they got Nathan. They with Alex Verdugo, right? And then the Twins were the third team in this trade. Okay, what did they get? Kenta Maeda. I have no idea. I'm not a National League guy, so okay. But they gave up Bruce Dark Gratterall, their 100 mile per hour throwing former Cedar Rapids Colonel. So. Okay. Baseball pitchers and catchers actually report. It's next not week. far away. Is no, it? I was thinking. That's good. I was thinking we're going to be talking indoor track weather here, or track meets here. There you go. Soon. There you go. All right. I guess we'll sign off. We don't really have a whole lot of news. You want to do the honors since you signed us on? See you next week. <laughs> Thanks, folks.